Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett and Robbie Sabo. All right, Jets fans, welcome back to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett. And we're going to do a little something different today. It's going to be interesting. The Monday Night Miracle. It's going to be a watch along. So for you watching the video on YouTube, you'll see the clips for you on the podcast. Even though you can't see the clips, you'll hear some of the audio. You'll hear what Wayne has to say when remembering the game, remembering what everyone pretty much considers is the best Monday night football game of all time. And I still think it's the top comeback in Jets history. Uh, Wayne, how are you doing tonight? Great. Great to be here with you on our third official uh, podcast. Yes. And uh, I, we figured this was the best time to start the watch along, uh, you know, choose a specific game. You know, it's one of those dead periods with the current Jets. So pretty good time to do this. And the Monday Night Miracle is always perfect because of your performance. I say if, when people ask me what's my favorite, most memorable games, this one's top three uh, based on the circumstances and how we came back. And it was just one of those crazy nights where you went, you couldn't do anything right. So you couldn't do anything wrong in the set in the fourth quarter. So uh, definitely look forward to like reminiscing about it. Yeah. Vinny, Vinny, especially too. I mean, if you followed Vinny during that game, he was, yeah. he was struggling early and then all of a sudden it started clicking in the fourth quarter and you guys could not be stopped. Right. But let's set this thing up. 99. Obviously that was the huge year of anticipation of, you know, Jets were Super Bowl favorites going into that year. Parcells, everything was on the up. And then suddenly you got injured in preseason. You hurt your, I think it was your left ankle, broke your left ankle. I broke my, I broke my foot. Actually, I broke my foot going in motion. That's how bad the turf was back. I went in motion. They snapped the ball. I took one step and broke my foot and got surgery that next morning. It was at, you did it at Giant Stadium too, right? At Giant Stadium, yeah. And that's what people, some people forget when Vinny got hurt, you know, and Keyshawn had that outburst after the game, you were, you were injured during that time. And a lot of people forget about that. Yeah, I was in the suite. You know, I had just got my surgery. Um, and then another non-contact injury. You know, the ball gets fumbled. Vinny takes a step to go get it. And I see him pounding his fist on the ground. And his wife looks at me and she's like, is it bad? And I was like, yeah, it's really yeah. bad. And you knew. Uh, actually, yeah, you knew something was really wrong. You knew right away, but you kind of didn't, probably didn't want to tell her, but you yeah. had to. I mean, it's just non-contact injury like that. Achilles, you just knew it. 
Yeah. And and worst part, it was a fumble too, right? A botched handoff with Martin. So yeah. And the thing was was just yeah, salt in the wound. Oh, and I went with him in the ambulance in the back of the ambulance. Me and him went to a went to the uh, the hospital together. And uh, there goes our 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 Super Bowl potential, you know, year after '98. You know. Yeah, that was I think for Jets fans that ranks right up there with, you know, other you know the AJ Dewey game, AFC Championship game, uh, Doug Bryan game in um, 2004. As you know, I think that ranks up there with those in terms of greatest disappointments. So. 99, you guys start off terribly, finish eight and eight. Great job, really, by the whole team. Great job by Parcells. Ray Lucas comes in, uh, Rutgers kid. And over the offseason, a lot of stuff happens. Parcells steps down. He remains in the front office. The whole Belichick thing's, thing happens, and he heads up north, forms the evil empire. And Keyshawn's traded, too. So entering 2000, it, it was a really, even though it was a great roster, uh, still a lot of the same guys, a lot of talent. There was a lot of changes, and suddenly Al Groh is the head coach and Henning is the offensive coordinator. How did you guys feel heading into that 2000 season? Oh, you know, we're just happy to get 99 behind us. But, you know, the guys who came into camp, obviously we had a lot of talent, like you said. You know, and Al, you know, he had been an assistant coach in the league. Uh, he came in, and, you know, we were on board what he wanted to do, and I love Dan Henning. You know, he was a great OC, and – uh you know, took care of me, you know, got the ball on my hands a lot. But uh, yeah, we were definitely, you know, confident going into the 2000 season. Yeah, we're going to see a lot what Henning did in this game too against Miami because it was a huge difference between uh, the first half and the second half, especially the fourth quarter. Um, but yeah, uh, and you guys started off 2000 very well. Uh, five and one heading into this night, this October night with Miami, who was also five and one. Wanstead was the head coach. So this was a game for outright control of the AFC East. So and I think there was three comeback wins go heading into the fourth quarter prior to this one. So you you guys were the comeback kids early in the season. Yeah. You know, sometimes it works out that way. We're slow starters. But uh yeah, going into that, you know, they say you want to win all your AFC East games, especially the home ones. So you know, I know it was early in the season, but this was definitely a must-have at that point in the season. AFC East and the Bucks game too. We gotta, we gotta All put right. that one in there too because that yeah. was a big one. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so like I said, started out to be a, a nice night, beautiful night, and then things just went wrong. You know, immediately, and you, you know, you saw the hole that you know we got ourselves into going into uh, into halftime. And here we go, two five and one teams. Heading into Monday Night Football with Al Michaels, Dennis Miller. Remember Dennis Miller? He joined the booth, which was in with which was a controversial addition this year, and Dan Fouts. So it was a it was a game everyone was looking forward to, and a funny story too. My dad was at this game, and he I used to get on his case all the time for leaving games early. Rangers games, he would leave early, so. The next morning when I woke up and I was going to ask him, I, I knew he left early. I figured because that's what he does. If it's a blowout, he's going to leave early. He stayed for the whole game. And I, and I asked him, I go, Dad, why, why did you stay for the whole game? He's, I don't know. I don't know. And I just stayed. And I'm glad I did because I witnessed people reemerge into the building uh, late 
early in the fourth quarter as you guys were coming back, which was a strange phenomenon. Did you guys probably not, but did, was it that noticeable that people were reentering the building? Yeah, we realized it. We realized you could see the, you know, you, you know, when it gets quiet and people are leaving and you start hearing the other teams fans, you know, cheering because they start moving down to, to the lower levels. But, you know, when we did start coming back, you can see that bottom bowl fill back up and, you know, the energy started picking up, but there's people who said they're near the George Washington bridge turning around, you know? Um, so like I said, I don't know what made people stay. I guess they believed as much as we did. Yeah, it was all things considered. I mean, just a crazy comeback as we'll see, especially because of the momentum. I mean, yeah. some of the stuff that happened, especially right before the end of the first half, we'll, we'll see one of your touchdowns. You feel good after you score that one, but, then Miami comes back with a field goal. Yeah, we, you know, we got on the board, which was nice, but, uh, you know, that was short lived. Like you said, they scored, scored after us, but uh, you never know how important that, that touchdown was, but it was nice to connect with Vinny uh, uh, to get, the, get us on the scoreboard. And here's the first score of the game. Uh, Fiedler empty set. And look, looks to be a cover two. You don't know for sure because we can't see the defensive backfield, but, he he hits Shepard right in between the two safeties. Uh, I think Victor Green was out there. Any memories with Victor Green over the course of your career in the late 90s? Yeah, he was a very smart player, very athletic, uh, big hitter. You know what I mean? And uh, sometimes, you know, they call the perfect play, you know, versus defense, and he threaded the needle there. So, uh, you know, you can't do anything about that sometimes. Yeah, I remember Victor. He, he led the team in tackles a couple times. Uh, maybe 95, 94, but he was, he was an excellent tackler, excellent hitter. Um, yeah. Fiedler just, it was the perfect, perfect play against that perfect call. So Miami up already. We saw Zach Thomas there on the, on the sideline, man. They, they really had a good defense too. Uh, Marion, Madison, Sertain, Jason Taylor, as you, as you watch Lamar Smith, Scott Frost just missed that last tackle. So early on, Lamar Smith takes us to the house, and it's 17-0 with just 309 in the first quarter. I mean, what's going on on this? What's going on in your heads on the sideline? Oh, this is not how we wanted to start the game, you know, coming out. You can see the look at that guy. Yeah. So you come out, you see uh, you know, uh the fans are excited, farming heads on the, you know, doing the Jets chant, and then next thing you know, we look up at the scoreboard. And 17 nothing. I'm like, man, we gotta we gotta do something quick. But like I said, at that point, missed tackle, you know, blown coverage, you know, great pass, great call, great effort by you know Smith there. So there's nothing you can do about it at that point. You're yeah, just, Brian Cox just he got he got yeah. put in a bad way there. Like he got blocked from the side. Yeah. And Brian Cox is an interesting guy too. He was your in '98. I think he was your top edge pass rusher. I mean, you guys really didn't have that outside guy who who lit the world on fire pleasant anthony pleasant was pretty good but cox was versatile he could play in the second level and rush the passer i love brian cox he's one of my favorite teammates to play with i mean he's a tough guy and sometimes they would put him over the slot on me when he played for bears and for for miami and you know he was tough yeah he just get his hands on and just grab onto you but we had a great relationship um, so I'm you know, thankful for that. I got a chance to, you know, play, uh, uh, with him after the years I played against him, which were pretty tough. Yeah. And when you think of Brian Cox, you think of that, uh, 
cow it's uh, it's not really a cowboy collar what do they call the the flat ones i don't even know if it has a name yeah but you think of that neck brace that he always wore that yeah. was really stiff behind the helmet which has gone away for the most part so Vinny, score is 20 to nothing right now as you see on the screen right now lamar smith 13 carries 109 yards curtis five for 38 i mean so yards per carry is pretty good but right now you guys just aren't winning the play battle it, Field of position and number of plays just aren't there. Yeah, we couldn't get anything going at this point. 2.14 left in the first half as we spe- sped ahead. Vinny tried to hit Coles on the fade there, and he just, again, these corners are certain, and um, Madison were tremendous. This Miami defense was great. Vinny gets picked off. Yeah, they were at this point, they just weren't going to give up a big play. So he bailed all the way. But, you know, he tried to give Laverne's a chance at it. You know, he tried to knock it down. But, uh, you know, he's a good cornerback, made a good play. But, uh, you know, as you see later, you know, we, uh, Laverne's got some, uh, got some revenge on him uh, in, in later in the game. Yeah, this was certain here. Madison had the, the prior one. So this was Vinny's second pick. Okay. And look at Coles going no gloves as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we've spoken about Coles a little bit already. This was his first year with you. Yeah. So, you know, again, the no gloves, did he always wear no gloves or was that kind of a Corbett influence? Nah, he wore them sometimes, but you, you know, in the mid beginning though, I told him no sleeves, no, no sleeves, no, uh, no gloves. Yep. Uh, I don't mind wearing gloves. I'm not like that. I just said, we can't come out here all bundled up. You know what I mean? So uh, he tried the no gloves thing. And like I said, you know, he made a great play later in the game. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, it was an attitude thing. The uh, no sleeves, no yeah. gloves. All right. And just before the half here, this is your first score of the game. I think it's going to be after this play, if I'm not mistaken. 20 nothing. minute and second, minute, two seconds left. Yep, dump off to Richie Anderson in the flat after a play action. This sets up your score. And Richie Anderson, he was huge in this game too. I think he had 12 catches. Right, yeah, he had a great day. As we'll see, too, that clutch fourth and one catch at the end of the game to set up Jumbo's touchdown. I mean, he was just a versatile guy, fullback, tight end. You could do pretty much anything you wanted with him, so much so that Henning was rolling with three receivers, Richie Anderson and Curtis Martin, right. those five weapons. And here's your touchdown right here. Diedrich Ward in motion. There you are on the slot, tight. Yeah, you'll see. You can't see it from that angle, but we will. Yeah, the thing about it is off off the snap, I try to release like I'm going to the corner just to widen that guy and move that safety further away from the far safety to give Vinny a a window to throw it. Because if I go straight up the field and turn, I see a widen here, then I straighten up, and then I got him. Yep. See, Walker's hips, he, he... he committed to the outside and, and then you see the the other safety coming over so Vinny actually puts it on me instead of leads me because if he led me it would have been uh it would have been a bad a bad hit but uh, he put it right where he needed to and that's the other thing too with route running it's not just about your feet it's it's between the ears too you got to right. understand who's who you're trying to manipulate and where the space is in the defense. And you do it perfectly here. I mean, yeah, stem to the outside. You see Walker's hips to the outside, boom. Yeah. So, like I said, he protected me with that throw, but I gave him the opportunity to do that. So, hey, click for one play in the, in the, in the second quarter, but it was a start of something. And how about Vinny, too? You've had a lot, you had a lot of quarterbacks. And 
He had a lot of success with Vinny, Pennington, uh, even Boomer to a certain degree. Hey, you can see it here. Yep, here we go. Here's another view. Widen. Yes. Yep. I'm just giving myself space from this guy coming across. And Vinny, the placement was perfect too. Yeah. To to put it behind you, knowing that other safety yeah. was middle. Yeah, that Vinny, placement was pretty nice. Vinny took care of me. He he didn't get me he didn't get me killed at all. So yeah. uh very appreciative of that when you're a receiver. Yeah, yeah, that is, especially in your era too. I mean, the, yeah. that was a huge thing for quarterbacks. And Vinny, you know, Jets fans think, yeah, you had success with all your guys, but you and Vinny we're on another level, it felt like, you know, with your connection. Did you feel that? Did you feel that as well? I felt it right away. I felt it right away when he first came to you. I'm not celebrating it. I wasn't nothing. You know, no, I was no, still like, <laughs> it folks, was still like, folks that are listening, not on YouTube, watching it with us, they, they shot Corbett on the sideline. He was not celebrating. He, he looked to be in a foul mood a little bit, but he could take a deep breath. Okay. We got one. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. And then you kick it out of bounds and, yep. you know, but what he, there's this one of those nights, but, uh, yeah, me and Vinny, when he first came to the team, I met him like the first time, you know, first at an event. And, you know, the wives got clothes, the kids, and it was just like, you know, go on the field and he just clicked. He just knew what I was doing. I knew what he was doing. A lot of times I had option routes and he could tell by my body language, whether I was breaking in and out or stopping or go, you know, and he, you need that. I had that with Chad too, but it was just more, uh, he came quicker with, uh, with Vinny. Yeah. That's interesting. Right. With certain guys, certain connections are just different and you could feel yeah. it. Um, so 39 seconds left, you feel good. See, in football, if you're down or you're up, what happens right before halftime seems to loom so large. So getting that touchdown, you're, you're only down 13 now. It's 20 to 7. Fiedler's driving them. You feel good. But if you give up any points here, it's a bad feeling going to the half. And eventually they do get a field goal out of it to make it 23-7. Uh, right. He said, you want some momentum. We, we had a little momentum, but, uh, you know, what, what are you going to do? You know, just like I said, in that first half, it was definitely their night. To recap, 23 to 7, heading into the third quarter. And there's a special guest in the booth. Hey, why not? Why not? Exactly. You couldn't get a World Series ticket, so you come to Monday Night Football, hey, This right? is fantastic. I mean, to watch this game, it is more excitement than any motion picture. This is really great. Arnold, I'm but, just buddying up to you, babe, because I know you're going to be the governor of California. Someday. Oh, thank you very much. Thank <laughs> Take you. Take care of me. I'm getting killed with the state taxes out there. Uh, it will be taken care of. Trust oh, yes. me. Read my lips. Retroactive tax cuts, right? There you are. From the 28-yard line, first down. This is Fiedler throwing, and that's knocked down, intended for Gaston. Knocked down by Marcus Coleman. You ever been to a Monday night game before? Absolutely. And I'll tell you one thing. Wayne Krobeck is going to pull it off. I think usual, as usual, the Jets are going to come from behind. You will see. It's going to give, give them some serious trouble now. You heard it here. I'm not going to argue with him. Are you, Dennis? No, I'm, I'm, a good I'm, a Jet, I'm, a, I'm a Jet fan. Here's my a, favorite Conan line. It fits football. So you heard it right there, Arnold. Not just that the Jets will pull it off, but calling your name specifically. When did you hear that this happened? 
Uh, I didn't know that night, but I heard the next day about it and uh, made sure I got the clip of it. And it was great. You know, I mispronounced my name, but, uh, you know, it's hysterical. He's in there, you know, predicting we're going to come back. He said the Dolphins need to be terminated. Uh, it's classic, <laughs> classic stuff. Like, I don't know, you know, this guy's a megastar. You know, I don't know. He knows my name or who I am. So definitely, you know, makes makes the night even more fitting that uh, Arnold's out there, uh, you know, Telling, uh, telling the world that we're about to, uh, you know, shock the world and come back in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and of all people, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the yeah. one who does it. Like, could, That's so random. <laughs> I mean, of all people. So yeah. you, it just it just makes sense. It, it's so nutty that it makes sense in, yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. So 23-7, Fiedler's almost picked off. Um, that wasn't Marcus Coleman, but Marcus Coleman got plenty in this game. We jump ahead near the end of the third quarter. You guys go for it on fourth down. Richie Anderson is stuffed. Again, that Miami defense is just tremendous. And the entire feel in the building is just deflation. Look at Wanstead, excited. End of the third quarter, it's not yet 30-7, to seven, but they're about to make it 30-7. to seven. Is there any hope at this point on the sideline? Of course, you never quit, but... Did you see anything from your teammates that would tick you off? Uh, no. I mean, you know, just watching the defense, you know, you see they're trying, you know, trying everything they can. They're blitzing, stunting, doing everything they can, but uh, just couldn't stop them. At this point, I think people were leaving, and Jason Taylor was mic'd up, and he's like, where are y'all going? That's What's right. going on? You know, he's busting chops talking to his teammates. Uh, little did he know, but, uh, you know, at this point, we're still trying. You know, we're still a good team. We got pride. You know, and, uh, you know, this is this is about where we started, uh, you know, didn't, didn't get it here. We didn't stop him here. But at this point, from then on, I think that's when things shifted. Yeah, well, what a perfect time for Jason Taylor to be mic'd up if you're yeah. a Jets fan, too. I mean, it couldn't have been more perfect, uh, especially the end. Just that one iconic picture where he has his hands on his hips and he just. Eh. That Al Leiter? Yeah, look at that. Al Leiter. <laughs> Al Leiter on the sideline. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, former Met and Yankee and Yankee. Yeah. Yeah. He started. I, I I don't know if the Yankees, I forget if the Yankees drafted him or not, but he was in the system. He played for the Yankees early. Yeah. And there goes feed. They're hitting, hitting who was that on the sideline? Maybe Gadsden Al grow looking at the camera and grow. I mean, I know he was only there one year, Um, but any thoughts on grow? No, nah, I didn't really get a chance to know him very well. You know, it was more of a defensive coach. Um, you know, the guys played hard for him, you know, and just didn't, he said, didn't end up working out that year, but uh, he kind of moved on pretty quickly. Yeah. He went to uh, Virginia after that. Yeah. Fiedler classic 21 personnel. And there is the Miami touchdown from Lamar Smith, who I think that was probably his last decent run of the night. And, and it goes 30 to seven, 12 seconds left in the third quarter. All hope is lost. And I cannot believe my dad stayed in the building, to be honest. Yeah, a lot of people had left at that point. But um, maybe you see, you know, Vinny's up there watching the defense, not sitting on the bench, you know, drowning our sorrows. You know, I mean, it is what it is at this point. But like I said, we're a veteran team. You know what I mean? We believed in ourselves, and we just needed some kind of break, some something good to happen. Um, you know, who, 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 how did I know? Did I know that was going to happen? No, but I hoped. We all hoped. Uh, and then that's, it did and then we got rolling. Yeah. And I mean, why not hope 
you did it three weeks prior against Tampa. Right. Um, this seems even, this seems unsurmountable. You know, what I mean, yeah, the, this the is, Tampa game was you guys were down ten with yeah. uh, what under two minutes left. Yeah. So I mean, why not hope? And you did it a couple times earlier, um, around the Tampa game. So this is number four in seven games, which is pretty astonishing. Yeah, this is this is this is the big one though. This is the one that everybody uh, will remember and say, "Where were you that night?" that we came back and were you there? Did you stay? Did you leave? And is you know, everybody's got their story, but uh, for the people who stayed, you know, they got a treat uh, from now on, you know, what, as this game continues, as we're watching it. Yeah, there it is. Three wins this season. Most in NFL when trailing entering fourth quarter. I mean, and it's only October. So and there's you in motion as you constantly did this season, especially you were always in motion going to the slot. Yeah. Always in motion. It's a, uh, Gets a little frustrating sometimes because you need a little bit of a break when you're going all the way from one side to the other. But it, when you go in motion, it definitely shows you if it's man or zone. If the guy runs with you, right. it's man. If they don't, they you know bump down. So it definitely uh, you know gives you a little chance to uh, you know know how to run your route based on what coverage it is. All right, and we start the fourth quarter. Vinny hits Richie Anderson in the flat, and this is the moment everything turns. Vinny. 15 of 28, 102 yards, one touchdown, three picks up to this point. Even Dennis Miller, even the booth said, okay, after his third pick, you got to pull him. That was the conventional thinking. Got to pull him, got to pull him. Here is a huge play. Diedrich Ward, right down the seam, he gets popped, yet makes the catch, and this is what really propels you, I I think. The Lavernius touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, yep. he uh, Dedrick made play. a yeah Dedrick made a great play. He took a big hit, but he was a really tough kid. And notice too the formation, you guys aren't huddling, and it's all five wide. It's all empty, which is really interesting because Wanstead, I don't think he blitzed a lot, and I think that was one of his big mistakes not blitzing in this game. Once you guys went empty, and that's the other thing too, to come back you need a little bit of luck, a little bit of good fortune the refs finally started calling holds on the DBs, which they should have been all game because they they were really physical defensive backfield. Yeah. Uh, they got away with a little bit in the first half, but uh, you know, you can't, you can't let them do it all game. I mean, like no, I said, those guys were veteran, they were crafty, but you know, they did, uh, they did get, get away with a lot out there. Yeah. And for the people on YouTube watching, you just saw one of those option plays where, Handoff to Richie Anderson. He had an option to pitch to Martin. Didn't do it there. Next play, the circus Coles touchdown. Vinny just honestly threw it up, gave his guy a chance, and Coles came down with it to yeah, make it 30 to 13. There I am. I picked up the ball because that was his first touchdown, and he just it? dropped it. Was that yeah. his first touchdown? That's that was his first touchdown, his I believe. Yeah. Wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, Lavernius was my guy. Lavernius was my guy when he came in. But this is, this is against a – all pro cornerback and he's a rookie playing the biggest game he's played in so far. And he takes it right away from him. That's yeah. that's focus right there. Yeah. That's an incredible you know, just catch. to hold on to it there. That's an incredible yeah. pitch. And he made a lot right of those too. over the years, but this, yeah, this is the first one that really uh, gave him some confidence uh, and, and gave Vinny some confidence in him. Yeah. Good job grabbing that football too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> you gotta keep, you gotta keep the first one. Mm-hmm. And then you guys go for two, which was interesting. Uh, Try to hit Martin on that little Texas route or angle route, whatever you want to call it. Does not work out. But, hey, 
30 to 13 right now. John Hall kicks off and everything's feeling good. So 30 to 13 still. Jets defense, this is where they really turn it up to and they start forcing three and outs to, to pick up as many first downs and snap as many plays as you guys could. The defense had to do it. And there you go on the shallow cross. Oh, look at that move. What do you see here, Wayne? Uh, like I said, shallow cross, uh, caught him in a uh, man and beat the guy. And just coming across at that point, just trying to make a play. Definitely, get, you know, you got to get the first down, extend the drive. But uh, see the guy, yep. got to move on him. Tough, tough throw, but I uh, made the catch. But, you know, just trying to shake and bake and you get his Walker muscle. again there, too. You, yeah, you just trying to you abused Walker and Jerry Wilson in this game. Yeah, that was a, that was a rough night for them. But, uh, yeah, you know, Vinny put it on me. And uh, just trying to make a play after that. Yeah, Jerry Wilson, every time they went to man, it seemed not to work. Right. And Henning, what he did is he started using that those five weapons without a tight end and putting Martin and Anderson wide somewhere. So you guys would know right away if it was man or not. Right. And if, go ahead. If the safety goes outside then we got man, but he, you know, they kept him inside and they put the, kept the corner out there. It makes no sense. So it definitely was a, a mismatch that benefited, uh, benefited us. Yeah. Look, at wants it furious. He, he's got a, he knows right now. Henning has yeah. got his number because you guys go in empty, no huddle. They don't know what to do. They don't know if they should play man or zone. And it's completely obvious what they're going to do. Um, here's one of the rare times you guys don't go empty, go split back there. You go in motion again. That was a great, great throw. Protected great throw. Richie and made a great play on it. Yeah, Vinny just hit Richie Anderson. What looks to be a touchdown down the seam. He came from one of the backfield, the split backfield spots. It was later reviewed down at the one. But you see nobody celebrating. Nobody you know celebrating, I mean? exactly. Nobody's celebrating at this point. A lot you guys of work are still to be done. in workmanlike mode. Yeah. After it was called back, obviously... Goal line, three tight ends. Vinny hits Jermaine Wiggins <laughs> for the touchdown. Wiggins, he wasn't on the Jets for very long, was he? Nah, Wiggins was awesome. I think he was from like Boston, he had a strong accent, but I loved him. Uh, I think he actually went on to win a Super Bowl at New England. Mm-hmm. I think he was on that team, but uh, definitely great kid. Enjoyed having him on the team, but he wasn't there uh, very long. But a uh, great catch, great touchdown for him. Yeah, he was he was always on those Pats teams. I wonder how many Super Bowls he won up there, but I don't know. I definitely remember him up there. So yeah. Hall's extra point makes it 30 to 20. And again, the defense makes a does does its job and you guys get the ball back again. After a John Hall field goal. Again, look at that formation. Quads. You got four receivers up there. 30 to 23. Only 428 left, and you're only down seven at this point. And the momentum has completely switched as Vinny hits Curtis Martin on, I guess you'd call it a slant he, as he was lined out wide. Yeah, we cleared out on the inside and he came on a under. Uh, but at this point, you know, a lot of this no huddle stuff, Vinny is calling plays on his chest. I mean, we'd run the same plays over and over to the point where, you know, we just kind of tweaked him a little bit because everything we were doing at that point was working. I mean, Vinny, I don't know how many yards Vinny had in the fourth quarter, but... uh it's probably one of the most successful quarters a quarterback has ever had in in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was as soon as Vinny. Yeah, there's only four minutes left. Only four minutes left, and as soon as Vinny kind of and you guys kind of took a backyard mentality, 
not not totally, but you know, just doing things that you know would work against certain guys in certain matchups. Yeah, it was just clicking. It was just clicking, and and he wasn't thinking, and it was it was just flawless football. Again, four receivers up front or uh, up top. Richie Anderson in motion, and then here's your play. <laughs> Unbelievable adjustment to the ball. That was the that was the biggest thing right there. Yeah, that was uh, that was great. You know, I kind of released inside to try to give myself room on the sideline, and he just threw it up and gave me a chance to make my play. The crowd. Jets only one win in their history, which began in 1960, which they trailed by 20 or more points. That was against Denver in 78. This would be the biggest deficit ever overcome. That one was 21. Here's Benny. Now we're celebrating. <laughs> yes. Now the celebration's officially over. Look at this. We've seen that catch before. Six weeks ago in the second game of the season. That's the catch he made against the Patriots. Almost to win the game. Zachary play out. Same corner of the end zone. Corbett is magic. Uh-huh. Dan Faust, Corbetta's magic. That's in the yeah, intro the for sure. Point to tie the game, and there's still 3:55 to go. So you guys overcame a 23-point deficit in the fourth quarter, and there's still 3:55 to go. Right. You can't. You can't make that up. No. This, you know, amazing kind of play. You know, it's just what you see. You know, the crowd. And they're going to show the replay. It was, I believe it was Jerry Wilson again, correct? Uh, I think so. I get emotional just watching it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here we go. And Wants said Inside again. And I just le- le- lean on him. He's just chasing the whole time. Yeah. And he just... He blitzed too, so he had to be more yeah. careful, but he just wasn't careful. And you got him off balance right from the start. You got to turn your shoulder here so you don't land on the ball fold right. and fumble. So you got to, like, it's actually a way to land so you don't get hurt. It's, uh, see, you turn, you want to land on the back of your shoulder, not on the side. And it's funny too, his leg got stuck on you at the end there. Yeah. Look at the quickness to get free. That's not even close, man. No. <laughs> yeah, that's that it. you guys had you, did, you guys had him that entire fourth quarter they didn't know what to do uh, I was so I felt so good there's Benny pointing up top to his people yeah the game is tied it's like the two faces of Eve that's one of the loudest no chance we'll hear I mean yeah it's got to be right up there with one of the loudest times at Giant Stadium you can remember, right? Yeah. But as crazy as this game was, it gets even crazier. Yeah, just when we, you know, come come all the way back. You know, it's very uh short-lived. Yep. But uh a lot of game left. I know it's all it's only four minutes, but it's still a lot of game to go. Yep. Brock Marion returns it near midfield and the next play is a bomb to Gadsden to put him up seven, which we'll see the reaction pretty soon. And I'll tell you, a normal comeback doesn't showcase this 
type of ebb and flow. I mean, you don't, you don't see a comeback get completed and the other team strike back and it happened more than, you know, it seemed to happen more than once the momentum changes, which is very unusual. And here it is play action, little sprint out for Fiedler, just a bomb to Gadsden got on top and the building's stunned. Yeah. Like he said, he's given the shush uh, signal and uh, they, it was good. They were aggressive. You know, they didn't just like try to, you know, run the ball down the field, dink and dunk and get a, uh, you know, a field goal. You know, they were going for the win and, uh, you know, it was a great throw by Fiedler. Yeah, which is you, what you want to see at your offense too. Yeah. You know, especially in today's era where defenses are up against it. If Brian Cox in disbelief. Yeah, it's a tough one to, to handle sometimes. But like I said, there's still a lot of, a lot of time left. And, uh, you know, now it's our turn again. And Jets fans, Chan Gailey was the Miami Dolphins OC this game. Uh, Jets fans have come to love Chan Gailey for the 2015 season with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think it's just cover two. And, you know, AG carries them because there's no one probably in the flat. And, you know, Victor just didn't have a chance to get over. But like I said, he just, he just had a great throw on that. So despite the Gadsden touchdown, you guys come right back and on fourth and one inside the five hit Richie Anderson on that Texas angle route, which was prevalent all game. So big catch by Richie Anderson. He got popped too. try to run it on the next play off the left side. Doesn't go. Here's where Al Michaels really reacts to something. He just cannot believe 19 first downs to one in the quarter. 19 first downs in one quarter, which is just yeah. incredible. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Like we said, we just, it wasn't all big plays. We just right down the field, 10 yards, 12 yards, 5 yards, 12 yards, 50 yards. It was just, that's how we were running the, uh, the plays at that point. And then here we go, play action, Vinny, to his number one target. <laughs> Jumbo Elliott caught it three <laughs> times. Best three catches I've ever seen. <laughs> Jumbo Elliott, the number one target, bobbles it, and he couldn't catch it cleanly. That's no, not, that's not he, this game. He's got some hamburger helper gloves on. You know what I mean? Those, those, those mitts, those, those gloves are huge. You just. We ran into practice too. I'm not sure if we were very successful running in practice, but that's a tremendous call. Does he look like Buzz Lightyear? Yes, he does. He does. <laughs> He does. One of the little. toughest, most massive guys I ever played with, man. He was he was tremendous. He was a tremendous uh, left tackle. One of the Parcells guys coming in from his time with uh, New yeah. York. Look at Vinny. Dennis Miller, you can't shut him down forever. <laughs> we knew he had it. I know they're reviewing it. Yeah, everyone knew they had it. Yeah. It, this might I don't I forget when instant replay got reintroduced uh, but when it got reintroduced to the league you know they they had to replay pretty much anything that was close yeah he had a firm graft, uh, grasp on it look at this that's good adjustment that's a good adjustment to the ball it really is put his inside hand up yeah on top <laughs> he said three catches wow Yeah, Kerr sold a fake to draw those guys up. 
He did. You know, you take, kinda, he, he kind of jumped into the, yeah, into you the see, trenches there. He, people don't realize that. He, he brought 52 to the line of scrimmage to give uh, Jumbo some space to, uh, you know, catch the pass. All right, and to overtime we go where, once again, number 80 comes up huge, but not before one of the cornerbacks saves the day. Twice. Twice, yeah. Overtime, 14 minutes left. We skip ahead. Third and five. Brian Cox coming off the edge. A stunt. Fiedler picked by Marcus Coleman, who fumbles. How crazy is that? It's just, if you're on the sideline, what could you do? You try not to put your throw your hands up, but there's just moments where you can't help it. I felt so bad for him, man. I felt so bad for him because he played such a great game. But as you know, as old Jet fans know, he did redeem himself after that. He did. And funny side note, too, Marcus Coleman, he oftentimes hops on um, – one of my guys, Joe Blewett, does a film review on YouTube. He hops on that show once in a while to check out some film. He's a coach now. Yeah, and he was a safety that they put at corner. And at that point, big corners were starting to be a fad. You know, eight, you know, Aaron was you know on the smaller side, but super quick. But Marcus was a tough when he moved the corner. Really big frame, tough to throw over. Long arms, good on the jam off the line of scrimmage. Yeah, he was a, he was a solid Jets corner, really solid. And then, as you said, he redeems himself just a couple plays later. Oh, God on the inside of the comeback, down by contact, and you guys are set up, ready to roll. That's what you have to be. As, as a cornerback, you have to have a short memory, man. You got to forget about the last play and go on to the next, and that's exactly, uh, that's exactly what he did. So, Jets ball. Still a 15-minute overtime, different today, which I don't, I don't know... All right, if I like that rule or not, it's kind of, you know, it's okay if there's that extra tie. Here you go, Vinny, to you on the out, on the quick out, great placement. See, I just lay there. I was so tired, man, I couldn't get up. We had to run so many routes. Look at, I'm still laying yep. there. Crowd's cramping up. They'll, they'll see the play. The same thing. Just try to, uh, yeah, Jerry Wilson. Just try to uh, get some outside leverage on him. Yeah, Vinny placed it perfectly there. But I'm cramping up at this point. Like I'm like if I wasn't cramped, I probably could have got further. But at that point, you know, we got into a, a field goal position off of that play. And, and folks, Jerry Wilson. I mean, for the younger kids who are listening or watching, Jerry Wilson was a good pro. I mean, he wasn't. He was around. He was a veteran in this league at this point on a good defense. Yeah, no, he was a good player. It just was. This wasn't his night. No, just that's. It's just one of those nights for him. It's one of those nights. Vinny hits Richie Anderson, and you guys are this close. Everybody's cramping up at this point. At, the, yeah. at this point, it was a hot night. So many plays we ran. But we're, uh, we're tasting at this point. And a lot of confidence we had in John Hall. Yeah, John Hall, he came up with some clutch kicks, especially in 2001 to end the regular season in 2001. He, he seemed to have ice water in the veins. And there we go. Yeah. You're getting some maintenance done. Yeah. My casts were completely locked up. For those listening, the trainers were working on both of Wayne's calves. Not yeah. one. Both of them. He was cramping up there. And look at the jerseys, too. The jerseys are dirty because it's grass. 
I stayed in there though. Yeah, if I couldn't catch make a catch, I could at least be a decoy, you know. Yep. And there you are in the slot. Oh, and then yeah, that was that this was, was close to yeah, disaster. That was close. I forgot about this play. Right after your play. Yeah. They brought a blitz, free runner, hit Vinny, kind of threw it up, and Jerry Wilson almost redeems himself. Yeah. But it falls incomplete, and you spotted it right away, and you said, "No, I hit the ground." Even if it didn't, I was going to say it did. <laughs> At that point, you got you got to convince the officials. Yeah, it definitely hit the ground. Yeah. But that's that's the way this game went. Game of inches and just momentum swings galore. And this was the last heart-stopping moment before the John Hall field goal. Right. Yeah. Play, place was going crazy at this point. Fourth and two. That's right. He waited till fourth down to kick it, too. Yeah. I couldn't remember if he did it earlier or not. But waited till fourth down, fourth and two. John Hall, the way he wore his chin, chin strap was always interesting. That was it. Who the fans? Jets win. I love you, Mom. I love you, Dad. Start blow drying Koppel's hair. Done. So Great final night. score, 40 to 37. Jets take sole possession of first place in the AFC East. Six and one. Dolphins fall to five and two. Uh, your final line was, I mean... Pretty damn impressive. Six catches, 104 yards, two touchdowns, long of 28. Nice. <laughs> I think the uh, 28 yard, I think that's the one that tied it up. But I don't know. It was just one of those nights, like you said, the, the miracle at the Meadowlands, the magical night. And it, you know, I can't, you know, put into words what it felt like, you know, walking off that field. Yeah, it was for Jets fans, it ranks right up there. And you were right in the middle of it. Yeah, like I said, just you know, when people ask me top top three games, you know, for obvious reasons, that that's just one of those nights, and it's nice to we always talk about it. Me, Vinny, Lavernius, Curtis, you know, all those guys, you know, remember that night? You know, you know, we're we're over the hill now, we're old, but we can give a reminisce about when we were good and young and stuff like that. So that's what we talk about. We talk about the Monday Night Miracle. All right, Jets fans, this has been the underdog jets podcast and the first watch along where we broke down the monday night miracle wayne any final thoughts no it was great i think it was a great show you know hopefully people enjoy it i'm sure hopefully people remember you know where they were that night and uh just glad people tune in and looking forward to the to the next watch along uh podcast and uh thanks for a good show robbie you got it anytime wayne jets fans until next time Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.